What's going on, everybody? Austin here, and in this episode of The Extra Point, we are going to be taking a look at what I think the Tennessee Titans should do with their NFL offseason. So the first note that I have, it's it's simple, but it's it's not easy. And that's going to be restructuring Ryan Tannehill's contract in order to be able to move off of him soon. Ryan Tannehill is going to be making $29 million this offseason, or this season rather, and be a $38 million cap hit, $38.6 million. That's 18.3% of the Tennessee Titans cap space for those of you counting at home. Now, it's not impossible because they could possibly get out of this contract this next year. It would just cost them an $18 million cap hit uh, after the 2022 season, after this upcoming season. I think what they should do is try to convert more of his money into current salary in order to be able to move off of him this year. Uh, I mean, we know Ryan Tannehill is not the guy. I think, I think, what he did in Tennessee was solidify himself as uh, a slightly below average starter and, I mean, you know, give himself, you know, a crap ton of money over a hundred and I think it's $120 million he ended up making in Tennessee, which is fantastic for him. It's just, he's not the guy that the Titans are going to build their franchise around. Depending on you know, what they do in the season, it's not like they're going to end up with another amazing draft pick uh, like they had a couple years ago when they took Marcus Mariota. You know, they the Texans, or the Titans, excuse me, don't often end up with high draft picks just because I think Mike Vrabel is, is an amazing coach. He's clearly top 10 um, if you're paying attention. But Ryan Tannehill's a huge cap hit for this team, and it's not really... Not really paying off. Now they have let they have their five million over the cap, which is not great. Um, but I mean, that's why GM, that's what GMs are paid to do is make things like this work. The next move that I have is they need to grab a tight end. Which, if you've been paying attention to free agency, they grabbed Austin Hooper, who I really like, on a one-year six million dollar deal, which is nice. It's it's not a great tight end, and it's not an amazing price um, because. You know, I mean, it's it's just a guy. But Austin Hooper, he's got hands, right? He was he was putting up numbers with Ryan Tannehill, excuse me, with Matt Ryan, and so he should be able to put up decent numbers with Ryan Tannehill. He's clearly an upgrade over Anthony Ferksker. Ferksker, I don't know how to say his name, but I mean, he's he's clearly an upgrade from that standpoint. Uh, and the next note that I have is you're, you need to shore up the offensive line. You need to ensure that Derrick Henry has his guys paving the way, his hogs. I mean, Derrick Henry's probably an offensive lineman built himself. But, you know, what did they go out and do in free agency? They went out and they they signed uh, Jamarco Jones, a tackle from Seattle. That was a good move. And then they kind of went pretty heavy. Uh, on the defense, they signed uh, they signed a safety, a couple linebackers, and uh, they also, I believe, they re-signed Randy Bullock, their kicker, to a two-year deal. Which, good for him. I like kickers. I know a lot of people don't, but it's whatever. But they do have a lot of free agents, right? 
So Janoris Jenkins is a free agent. They released Julio Jones. He's not coming back, obviously. Anthony Ferksker, Ferkser is a free agent. Um, I believe, I believe uh, their their linebacker uh, Rashad Rashawn Evans is a free agent. I don't know if they've re-signed him yet, or if they're going to, but. You know they're they're losing some key pieces, especially on the defense, uh, some impact defensive players. So you know coming into this draft, they don't have great positioning. They've got they've just got seven picks now. They've got picks first round, third round, two fourths, a fifth, and two sixths. Uh, they only have two picks in the top 100 at 26 and 90. So that's really really poor positioning. Uh, and so you know you would have really wanted them to to see them do something you know, with, you know, some of the guys that are leaving their team, they're probably going to end up with a few compensatory picks because they have so many free agents. Uh, I mean, and honestly, it seems like Tennessee has so many free agents leave all the time anyway, and they just keep coming back with their, you know, with their nine and seven, I guess, you know, they're probably now going to be like 10 and seven seasons, um, you know, winning the AFC South. But I think it's just going to be, you know, consistently harder every single year for this team to compete. Uh, you know, you've got you've got King Henry, you've got the best running back in the NFL who, you know, if he had not gotten injured this year, he probably would have been the only running back in NFL history to rush for 2,000 yards twice. Um, they brought in Robert Woods. You know, he's basically just a replacement for Julio Jones. And so this year, the, the competition, uh, as far as this team, it, it, it's going to be a good level of competition. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't win the division. I think that there's quite a few teams that really could. Um, I think number one we're looking at is going to be the Colts with Matt Ryan, but they have some issues of their own. I call me crazy. I think there's a strong possibility that you know, with the depending on the draft that either Houston or Jacksonville has, whichever one of them ends up just hitting it out of the park, could potentially end up winning the division with them and their sophomore quarterback, because that's what they have, is they're going to have a second-year quarterback. Uh, and, I mean, honestly, looking at it all, it would it would really be a travesty if you have Derrick Henry, who seems to be the only running back in the NFL that can really uh, compel his team to a win, uh, as far as at least from the running position. I mean, I, I think Christian McCaffrey and his ability to receive the football is just unprecedented. But that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, unfortunately you had, uh, you know, cornerback Caleb Farley, who not really healthy. Maybe he comes back and he changes the dynamic of that defense that's losing players. Um, but otherwise this team, I, I it seems like I say it every year, but I, I feel like this team is just poised for a step back and you'd hate to see it because I mean, Derrick Henry is just an amazing player. And he deserves, you know, to have something around him to compete with. And I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, that other guys don't. But it's, it's pretty cool to see a Hall of Fame running back in the middle of his prime in today's NFL. Hopefully the Titans can get this figured out, but we'll see. I'm Austin Greeno. This is The Extra Point.